Are you struggling with all of the messages about Mother's Day and how wonderful it will be to honor mothers, but you're not even sure what motherhood means after you've lost your baby? There's no harder holiday to cope with for moms of stillborn babies than on Mother's Day. That's why I'm hosting a free support session called Coffee and Comfort on Sunday, May 12th at 11 o'clock Eastern. We'll get together for an hour before the day gets started and talk about the guilt and what-ifs that so often come after this type of loss. And I'll help you create a plan for the day that honors both you and your baby. The best part is we'll gather together with other lost moms who really get exactly how you're feeling so you won't feel alone. Together, we'll navigate Mother's Day and learn how to get through this tough holiday with ease. Save your seat at jennifersend.com slash coffee or click the link in the show notes. Hope to see you there. The anticipation of it got the best of me. And once that day actually arrived, it really went as fast as any other day and it was over. I'm Jennifer Sen, a certified life coach, married mama of two sons, twin angel babies, and a rainbow baby, and this is the Navigating Baby Loss podcast. I'm on a mission to help stop the isolation, shame, and lack of self-confidence that often comes with stillbirth loss, and to show you that you still deserve to live the life you've dreamed of. Pull up a cozy seat, pour a cup of coffee, and prepare to hang out with a caring friend who's been through it and can show you the way. Hello there, and welcome back to the Navigating Baby Loss podcast. And today we're talking about dealing with milestones. This is such a big topic because it seems to come around quite a bit between our baby's birthdays, their due dates, any religious holidays, first and last days of school, There's so many reminders and opportunities to think about the babies we didn't get to raise. And I do mean opportunities. I know for sure that grief lasts a lifetime. And while the impact does lessen a little as time goes on, the reminders are always there. My babies were due right around the end of the year, the beginning of the new new year, And they arrived sleeping via a C-section on November 5th. The memories of that day are etched in my mind right down to the smell in the air. I think that's what's so interesting is I can still catch that smell in the air in the fall and it instantly transports me back. It's as if our minds and our bodies do their best to always be creating new images or new memories or new scents. But the, but the moment something rings familiar, an image, a scent, a glance at the clock. Have you ever done that where you look at the clock and it's, it's a date or a time, something that's really meaningful? So interesting. You can feel that feeling wash over you and recall that familiarity of that exact moment in time. I would have a general feeling of dread that always seemed to settle in for me two to three weeks before each birthday, each due date, 
anytime somebody was going to have something going on or, you know, back to school, whatever it was, I just always couldn't quite put my finger on why I was feeling blah or had that weird feeling in my stomach or chest until I realized, oh, yeah, it's that time again. The chill and the gray skies of November always had me feeling that little feeling of hopelessness that reminded me of how I felt right at that very moment in time that I had my loss. I know now from my own experience and from working with my clients that these feelings are really common. So I thought I would share some things with you about what I've learned. And the first and I think most important thing is, is that the anxiety that leads up to the milestone is always worse than the actual day. I always had this feeling of dread and thought so much about all the what ifs and all the things I was missing out on. And then I worried about how I would feel or how was I going to get through that day? And then I would, I would think a lot about this question too, is did I, did I want others to remember it or not? Which was the best scenario? Did I want people to come to me and comfort me on this day because they also remembered? Or did I not? Did I just want it to be just mine? But all of that said, once their actual birthday or due date arrived, I felt so much better. Like it was a release and I could breathe again for a while until the next time. The anticipation of it got the best of me. And once that day actually arrived, it really went as fast as any other day and it was over. So it didn't seem as bad. And it's so interesting because so many other women I talk to have the same experience. It's just the anxiety of the what that day means that is really worse than the actual day. So a great way to combat that obviously would be to just make some plans for that day. Keep yourself busy. Whatever the occasion is, find something to do to make the time pass quicker. It is really key because if you're already spending the days and weeks leading up to it, dreading and all that negative energy. And then you plan to lay on the couch and sob all day. You could set yourself up to spiral into a deep depression. Find something enjoyable to do. Go shopping, meet a friend for lunch, go to the movie with your partner, go for a walk, do a home project. These are, this is my favorite. I, I love a good paintbrush therapy like redecorating a room or maybe overhaul your closet, anything to keep your mind busy. And from thinking about all of the what ifs, because let's be honest, you do enough of that on all of the other days. And if you want to hold a birthday celebration and invite the whole family, do that. If you want to have a cupcake and just have it be you do that. Write a letter buy yourself a gift, visit their grave if that's comforting, donate to a charity in honor of your baby, anything that feels like it would help put you at ease. And if you need a week or two to cry on the couch, do that. 
I think this next one was a really hard one too. And especially, this is especially at holiday time, but it's realized that everyone else's life seems to go on. Holidays are really triggering because of all the thoughts about the gifts you didn't get to buy or the dresses and the clothing that was never bought or worn. And the most shocking thing is that the world goes on without your baby. In my coaching practice, one of the hardest things I have to help my clients deal with is family events or holidays where others are showing up to events joyfully. Maybe they have new babies or they're announcing their pregnancy. Well, the baby you lost seems to be forgotten. Holidays are really tough times for lost parents because while they are dealing with and remembering the baby they lost, the rest of the world seems to be moving on. It's so painful to attend any kind of events when you're in a space where you need healing before life can even start to feel normal again, much less joyful. So I'm giving you permission to say no. It's okay to stay home from any type of event if you're just not feeling it. If it's a holiday gathering and you can't face the crowds or the questions, or worse yet, the avoidance, then don't. This is a time like no other to take care of what you need, and you know better than anyone that feels right to you. Just allow yourself to make the decision that's best for you and not everyone else's expectations of how you should be feeling. But here's the best part. You're still a mother. No matter what, you are a mother and you were given maternal instincts to guide you. I've found the best way to deal with milestones is to try to embrace them, embrace the feelings, embrace the milestone, give yourself grace, and know that this is why this feeling is creeping in for you. Understand that it is your maternal instinct showing up and giving you the gift of remembering the love you have for your baby. Find a way that feels good for you and celebrate that. I did a great job of trying to keep it all to myself and stuff that suffocating feeling down every year because I was afraid of comments like, oh, you're still thinking about that or being judged by others. But now I realize how damaging it was to my overall well-being and mental health. I had a friend and my sister who would listen when I needed them to, and my husband was always willing but I'm not really sure anyone understands the biological feeling that happens unless you've experienced it. My friend reminded me and still does in a very loving way. Every time that time of year comes around every November, when I start to get down and I start to go in to build that shell back up around me, she'll say, You always feel like this at this time of the year. And it reminds me to be grateful that she remembers. And it's proof that my baby will never be forgotten by me. I love the scripture that says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Matthew 5, 4. If you're like me and paste a smile on your face so you can be sure no one feels that awkward stiff feeling that happens to the other person 
when the subject of your baby comes up, I want to encourage you to try something different. Say your baby's name. Tell others about them. Have parties in their honor. Our babies were here to be celebrated no matter how brief the time was. And each year the milestones come around as our reminder to do just that. I think what I really want to leave you here with today is that milestones will come and go. Milestones are going to come up every single year. There's something that you're always going to remember and you can choose to celebrate them. And you will have that anxiety. And it is very possible that you're going to have that anxiety leading up to the milestone. But that it will be worse than the actual day. I do have to just share another side side story. And that is that my daughter, who my rainbow baby, who was born after our loss, had to have a jaw reconstruction surgery. And because of COVID and this and that and all these scheduling and the doctors, we, we ended up having to schedule it on the day of my twin's death on November 5th. And I was not doing well with it. I just was not doing well. And I, you know, I just, I thought maybe I should cancel, but we couldn't cancel because we'd already put it off a few times and the timing and everything was going on. And I just was scared to death. And I told my husband, I said, I can't take the risk of losing another child on the same day. And he said, Jen, there's never a good day to lose your child. Which is 100% right. He's a medical person, so he has a very clinical mind. And things are very black and white for him. Um, but he was right. It didn't, it didn't, it was just a date. It wasn't going to be the same outcome just because the date was the same. So I just, I don't know if that's helpful or not, but I wanted to leave you with that because I think that is something that we can really get into, um, get into our head. And you know what? That day came, I've, I had so much anxiety leading up to it for so many reasons, for a lot of reasons. And, um, but the day came and went, she did wonderful. She's beautiful and perfect and everything went well. And it really was maybe an odd way to celebrate the twins at that point in time. It's just, it's hard to say, but definitely these things come up. These milestones are never forgotten. And so I just want to encourage you to, to do what you need to do. Take care of yourself however you need to, to get through, get through the milestone. And maybe at back to school time, you don't look at your social media. Maybe you don't look at everyone's back to school pictures. Maybe you don't attend the holiday gathering if it's going to be especially hard. It's okay. This is your grief process and you get to do it however you want. You get to celebrate the milestones 
however you want, whatever feels like it's right for you. So I hope that this was helpful and I would, as usual, love to hear from you. You can email me at navigatingbabyloss at gmail.com. But until next time, I am sending you so much love and healing as you are navigating your baby loss. I sincerely hope this episode was helpful. And if you would like to help other parents who are suffering their own stillborn loss, a great way to do that is to hit subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review because that is the quickest way that this podcast will show up for them to find it. They and I would be so very grateful for a minute of your time. New episodes are released every week on Thursdays, and you can access all the show notes, links to this episode, and info on how to contact me on my website at jennifersen.com slash podcast. While you're there, grab some free, helpful resources. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and healing.